Happy Thursday, fam. I am so excited for you guys to dive into this conversation that I'm having with Umama Cabria. She is the guest of the week, and wow, she is startup queen. She is the founder of Sweat Pack. She is Forbes 30 Under 30 honoree. She is truly an amazing friend, and honestly, she's one of the people who really inspired me to get my butt moving and follow the crazy heart tugs. So, Without further ado, guys, I can't wait for you guys to dive right on into this episode. So many good snippets about dating yourself, about following those heart tugs, and about doing the selfish thing before you do the selfless thing. If you guys find yourself resonating with this episode, per usual, tag me on Instagram, share it with a friend, send it to somebody. We are going to impact thousands by sharing this message today. Now let's dive right in. Hey friends, and welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now, let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. Hi, everybody. Oh my gosh. We have you, Mama, here, and we are gonna dive right on into it. You guys might not know Mama. She is all over Instagram. She's on, she's more than Instagram. She's an entrepreneur. She's a founder of a startup sweat pack. She is a community builder. She is an inspiration. She is, you know, the real, real. And if I'm being real, real, she is one of the biggest inspirations. And I'm just telling her this for the first time. Not really for the first time. We've kind of chatted about it. But Umama's like one of the biggest reasons that a few years ago, I decided to take the deep dive into me, into Fit Life Fit Me, into really pursuing the craziness of starting your own thing. So Umama, people might not know you. So we're so glad to be here with you. And I'm so grateful for you. <laughs> Dude, I'm so grateful for you and so grateful to be here and for our connection and all that we both do to be able to spread the real vulnerable sh- that makes us successful leaders. So I'm excited to share that with everybody. Yes, guys. And that's one of the things I freaking love about you, girl, is that she is, guys, if you don't know her, first off, go freaking find her. Small and strong. Is there a dot in there. Dot dot. Yeah, yeah, okay. Can't get rid of it. <laughs> Small and strong dot fit on Instagram. But one of the things I just like freaking love about you is like, you're always saying it how it is. And there's no sugar coating. There's no, you know, filters and effects and fakeness. Right. And it's like, feel like we're so freaking over that as a society, like we don't need to see that bullshit anymore. And so you've been doing it now for years give us, for everybody that might not know you, give us the spark notes of 
a little bit of your journey. I know you've had up, down, sideways, and <laughs> if you can, let's hear a little bit about that. Yeah, guys, what's up? I think all of it roots from my name. So my name is Umama. The root of Uma actually means community, which definitely defines a lot of who I am and what I do. I've always been slumber party queen or the sorority girl that organizes all the philanthropy events. And I've always had it in me to bring people together through activities. But after college, I kind of went into a depressive state of, oh my God, my relationship sucks, my work sucks. I don't like my friends anymore. I hate the way I look. And it all kind of came down to me on this like Friday night at like 10 p.m. And I'm in the shower crying it out and thinking, okay, I just got to take control of my life again. What is something I can do that I have 100% control over? And then I'll figure everything else out. And then for me, that was like, okay, let me try this fitness thing. My friend sent me this BBG guide. Let me just try this out. And it was like Friday night, 10 p.m., wet hair, doing burpees in my room. And since then, I've just been very comfortable with knowing that I can always take control of a situation if I move my body and I set the mindset of I'm going to do this for the big goal. And so in that journey, I worked out at over 400 gyms, connected with over 100,000 people on social media. And I was recognized as Forbes 30 under 30 because of this genuine passion for connecting people through fitness. Mm -hmm. And so I found that magic at the intersection of fitness, sports, and technology, because I've learned when you take control of your body and transform your mindset, then you go off and impact your community selflessly without expectation and technology speeds up that process. And so that's how my company Sweatpack came to be, which is just a tech platform that connects people to group workouts and sports leagues to help people be active and stay accountable. Oh my gosh. I just love every single part of that. I actually remember the very first time that we met. So actually, your mom and I connected because of this crazy <laughs> workout plan, BBG, that, you know, I was, same thing. I was just sent like a PDF by a friend. Here, do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. And so I remember we had connected over social media, over Instagram. And mm. I remember you were doing an event in Atlanta. And you, I don't know if I invited myself <laughs> and you were like, well, come, you can come stay with me. That's probably what happened is I was like, hi, I'm coming down. <laughs> I was, and I had random strangers all the time. Come. <laughs> I remember sitting on your couch in your apartment and being like, what do you do? Because like you, just like your essence, your being like, it was energizing to be around. And that was the first conversation I had really had with anybody who was like, go for it. Like, do it. Like, I didn't even know what that meant in, in regards to my own journey, but like your voice and that almost like external permission to like, just dive in and do it anyway and start messy and start unsure. That was like one of the first like real permission slips I, I needed to, to just dive in. And so you've just been like such an inspo for me and my life and beyond just fitness. And so with that being said, you know, fitness has been a large part of what you do and who you are. How in your words, like how has fitness allowed you to almost like transform into a businesswoman and to personal goals, professional goals, all of that sort of stuff? 
Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. I am not an athlete by any means. I've never played sports. I didn't work out before. I really started this at-home workout program in 2015. So for me, it was never about transforming the body or learning the workouts, eating the food. It was just about how do I do something completely for me, selfishly. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was learning how to be disciplined, how to show up and actually follow the rules, follow the directions for the program, but also developing that student mentality of, I need to learn how to let go of my ego. I need to learn how to ask questions. I need to go into new environments and be willing to learn and soak it all up. And when you think about it, discipline, student mentality, and worth ethic are all the characteristics of an entrepreneur or of anyone that's successful in business or in life. And so mm -hmm. for me, fitness is always that thing that gets my mindset back. And for me to do the psychological momentum of, take control of my body, take control of fueling my body, go out there and crush it in real life. Mm -hmm. And I want to kind of circle back to that moment when you were at my place. And that was such a great day because what I love doing is I love Instagram's fitness community because fitness is a non-barrier to entry for friendship. You either hate burpees, you love burpees, but it's a way of connecting with somebody and being able to go beyond and have deeper level conversations. So that's why I trusted you to come to my house and we hit it off. But for you, it was, you knew you had all this potential. You were an athlete, you are an athlete, but it was just sometimes being able to see someone do something and you saying, I could do that too but getting through your own bullshit and being told you're bullshitting yourself is the most important. That's why friendship is the last and most important part about fitness for me. It's about having people that also share that mindset. So I'm always surrounded with people that have those same skills because when we don't, that's when we see the demise in our goals because of the people we surround ourselves with. Oh, I love, I love that full circle there. And I'm going to touch on one of the points that you just made, because we were chatting about it before we hit record. You say, when you see somebody like in your situation or a similar situation, doing something extraordinary, something you think you can never do, seeing that happen almost inspires or empowers you to go after it as well. So we were chatting a little bit, you know, before I was asking you like straight up, how are you? And I want to, I want everybody to hear your answer because I think it's so important to hear all sides. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the how are you question because it is about you, right? Like, how are we feeling? How's our body? Mm -hmm. How's our heart? For me right now, I am overwhelmed. I have a lot of different growth happening in my life, good and bad, mm -hmm. but all moments that have allowed me to come back and recognize how grateful I am for my health, for my family. But also being real with myself. And I'm definitely struggling right now, as most of us are in this new COVID world in this new normal. But yeah. moments like this have always been the reason I've had my most, my best success stories. So what I do is I turn on my camera, I talk to myself and say how I'm actually feeling. And I documented this life for the past four and a half years of good and bad moments that have reminded me to come back and that I'm gonna get through this. Yes. The thing I was complaining about four years ago is like, wait, really? You were complaining about that? Oh, I, I love that so much. Cause it's like, our whole life is almost like iterations and variations of like a similar problem that we experience, but like 
five years ago, we like figured it out, leveled up and moved on. And now we're experiencing it on a higher degree and a new level. And so it's so crazy. I think that fitness actually perfectly fits in with that because every single day you're challenging yourself, you're pushing yourself and you get out of whatever workout you're doing. And you're like, yo, I just fucking did that. Like, <laughs> look at me. And patterns. it's the same thing with life, right? Exactly. It's recognizing those patterns about yourself because it's typically the same challenges we have with our mindset in every level, but it just looks a little differently. That's why fitness always keeps us in perspective and like, all right, you leveled up. Now you need to reach a different height uh, in this level. Right. I love that so much. And so also what you did say in there, you were talking about, you know, doing what you need to do for you. And I have to say, just a reflection of me watching you over the years, you have always had this thing about dating yourself and like whether or not guys, girls listening, whoever's tuning in here, whether you're married or engaged or dating or single or up and down or wherever you're at or confused, it's totally cool. But dating yourself never is not a thing, right? So I know that you would post these videos. And I just want you to know, like, first off, documenting your whole journey, like, has inspired so many people. It's inspired me because you posted these videos of, you'd set up your camera and you would be on a date with yourself. And you'd be <laughs> sitting there, you'd be eating, enjoying, you'd be looking around, talking to people. And like, I literally, I remember watching these. You posted a few and I'm like, this is such a novel concept. Like, going out to eat by yourself, enjoying it, spending, you know, money on a nice meal to treat yourself and go out. And I did this, I was in London this last, actually it was right before COVID hit. So it was like early March and mm -hmm. I went on a date with myself and I went to this like uh, tapas restaurant and I sat there and I, I remember the first question I got from the waiter was, Hey, like how many people are joining you? And I was like, I was so embarrassed. I was like, just me. <laughs> me and myself and I he was like he's like okay uh, sh come on over here like uh sit down okay it was like awkward at first but then I literally I remember just feeling so like I forced myself to keep my phone in my purse not look at it not worry about it and I just soaked in the environment I soaked in the people I talked to the server who ended up being from a place I studied abroad it I studied abroad in Spain in this tiny little part this is such a side note for six months that's where he grew up and so we were chatting about that and like it was just such an eye-opening concept to date myself so can you now let me shut up but can you kind that's of speak perfect. on what that has done for you and what that's transformed and what that's helped you with absolutely and oh my god I remember getting that story from you and being like yeah you go girl but yeah it's just exactly how you described it it's that moment of being uncomfortable and being comfortable with being uncomfortable mm -hmm. number two it's understanding that we will always be our own cheerleader and we will always have to be with ourselves, right? We'll never feel alone if we're with the person that we love and at all times. I say this all the time. I'm so much fun. Like I love going out and doing something by myself. Sometimes I'm like, ah, do I really want to go out with friends or do this me? But it's challenging ourselves to go out in environments that challenge us to be uncomfortable, that challenge us to totally be present with our thoughts and be open to our environment. Sometimes when we're so closed off with the people that we know, the situations we're comfortable with, we're not willing to take in new culture, new conversations. Think about that. That conversation with that waiter, would you really have had that if you had someone else in front of you? Right, and probably not. 
Exactly. But that's how meaningful connections happen, right? That's how business opportunities happen. So that dating yourself concept for me initially started as I was going through a breakup and every weekend I was like, okay, I need to do something for myself. So dating myself for me at first was I went to a gym across the US by myself every single weekend. It accumulated to 400 gyms after a couple different trips. And then every month I would go to a new city by myself. And that's what I challenge people to do is to travel by themselves. Because what we learn is we have total control of our environment. We do the things we want to do, not because it's cool or because someone else wants to do it, but because we actually have to ask ourselves what we want. And that mindset behind dating yourself all transforms into business and our work and lifestyle. It allows us to show up in our relationships without expectations from our partners. So our partners know that we actually want them there, not that we need them there. And that transforms your relationship. Then in business, it's being okay that, yeah, I'm going to be a solo founder for a while and I'm going to be able to do everything I want to do, but then I'm going to level up and appreciate all the employees I bring on, my staff members, any, a business partner. So if anything, it allows us to live life in that uncomfortable zone, but also appreciating the people and experiences around us. Oh, I just love that. I love that you just spoke on like doing it because it's uncomfortable and because it's like, I like literally in this situation I'm talking about, I, as embarrassing as this is, I paced back and forth this restaurant. I knew I wanted to go there. And the weird thing is, is like, if somebody was right next to me, I would not have thought twice about it. I would have been like, tapas, let's go. All right, sit down. But I walked back and forth in front of this restaurant like six times. And before I finally talked myself into just like, Annie, just go in, you're eating food. Like it's, it's okay. (laughs) I don't know why that was so uncomfortable for me, but I did it. And again, it's getting into the habit of doing what's uncomfy, which actually is a great transition to what I kind of wanted to chat about next is like through your journey. And I know you've been super open and honest about this on Instagram, you know, in following the heart tugs, even when it's super uncomfortable and it might not be the most accepted and supported thing by the people that surround you and that are closest to you. What do you have to say? Cause I think people listening in, there might be people that do feel a similar heart tug and they might feel, I want to do something. I want to start the Etsy shop. I want to start the business. I want to move to the state. I want to dump the guy. I want to ask the guy out. I want to X, Y, Z, but they're worried about not being accepted or supported. I know you have a lot of experience on that. So you're up tag. I love that. Remember when you were saying how you were pacing back and forth from the restaurant, that visual is kind of identifies how most people feel about decisions, right? We know we want it, but we're afraid what other people are going to think about us, what the waiter is going to say, you're alone. Like why? (laughs) What's wrong with you? Or our parents, our judgment, like is something wrong. This isn't the way you should do things. And these cultural expectations, but we have to learn how to dial in and listen to, I want to go to the restaurant. I want to enjoy this for me. And I think this goes back to, for me, making that decision to go all in on fitness and to go all in in business. I come up from a Bengali Muslim background. So a Beng- Bengali girls, first of all, don't generally go to the gym, work out, show off their bodies. So I had to take in a lot of the negativity that came with that with cultural associations. Mm-hmm. I was called a prostitute. My family disowned me. I had to deal with backlash from people in 
the startup world, they're like, oh, you're just an influencer. I'm like, holy shit. Everyone around me wants to have an opinion, but I know what I'm doing. I'm doing it for me. And if you want to align with me, once you see what I'm doing, I'm going to still accept you, but I can't do this for you. I got to do this for me because I know this is my calling. And as far as tactical strategies to get around this, it is dating yourself, right? Getting comfortable with not being accepted by everybody else around you, being your own cheerleader. Then three, it's just making the move. If your heart is telling you something meditate on it, journal on it. But at the end of the day, if you don't do anything about it, none of that will matter and that will eat you alive. So Mm -hmm. go do it. But my formula for this is commitment and community. Make that personal commitment yourself and then community, surround yourself with the people that do share those ideals. You can recreate who your close five friends are, right? Mm -hmm. Like your family doesn't have to be a part of that. You're Friends that are naysayers don't have to be a part of that. I know that was a part of your journey, right? With your friends and making fun of you for the fit life in me. Like you watch, look at where I am now. And those people are the ones that are coming back asking what you're doing, right? But it comes from understanding a lot of the times people are going to say no to you and what you're doing because they feel like they can't have it or that their time is passed for it and therefore you can't have it either. So we have to learn to block out those feelings, respect that that's the way they feel, but get them out of our lives. Yes, freaking say it louder for the people in the back or for everybody that needs to rewind and play that again because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is just this, this back and forth inner, inner and outer kind of tug of war almost where you're like, I want to, and I know I'd crush it. Or maybe you don't know you'd crush it. Maybe you're yeah, wondering if you would, but like, but what if you don't like, what if, so somebody that might be listening, what if you don't start the thing? What if you don't go for the promotion? What if you don't apply for the job? What if you don't quit the job? Like 10 years down the road, what, you're going to be great that your aunt Sally accepts you? I think you're going to be pretty freaking pissed that you didn't go for what your heart was tugging you to go for. And yeah, at the end of the day, what I always say is like, who are you living for? You know, at the end of the day, I would hope that our family and who we consider to be our closest friends will love and support us no matter what. It might take them time. That was my case. It was two, three full years for any family member or friend to really support what I was doing. And for a lot of times it didn't make sense to a lot of people. And I know you, you've had that too, where people are like, I just don't understand what you're doing. And that's okay because you understood, you know, I understood and we one foot after the other, you know, not knowing the full plan. You don't have to know where you're going to end up. Just know that first step and just freaking go for it. Go for it messy. Go for it unsure. Go for it with a lot of questions in your head, but just, just go for it. So I love expectations, right? And that's what fitness trains you for the dating yourself trains you for and listening to people, you know, like even Instagram can be the place where you start to recurate what type of content you're getting in that trains your mindset that I can go for it. So just hop on your stories, right? Like you'll be like jumping all over the place. Like, yes, what can I take on? It's very important to curate our environment. That's so true. And what you said about like, you can recreate the five people you surround yourself with. Guys, sometimes the five people I surround myself with are like Mel Robbins, Gary Vee, like Lewis House, like people that I 
do not personally know, but I have them in my ear all the time. You know, people that I'm listening to their podcasts, listening to their uh, Instagram stories, reading their captions, digesting their books. Like that is the content we're consuming. And if that's what we're consuming, that's going to be the belief we ultimately have and the actions we ultimately take, you know? So your family and the negativity, that doesn't have to be what you own and attach to. So no, I just set boundaries, right? And what I would just say on top of that is if you are interested in therapy, make your therapist a part of that top five. That was yeah. the biggest game changer for me. I attracted the man of my dreams. I finally went after my business goals. I have the best friends now. And it's because I took that time to invest in myself and mm-hmm. someone that I knew got me that would give me the strategies to get to the life that I wanted. And life coaching, therapist, whatever it is, that investment is worth it worth it and nothing to be embarrassed about or like worried about. Yeah. Like I have that conversation with a lot of people because I've been very open with my mental health journey and just realizing like when I needed help and it was probably a little bit way, a little bit way after I should have, you know, opened up and sought help. It's honestly the best thing you can do for yourself is to have that place to open up and be real. And yeah, taking that first step into therapy, whole other topic, but 1000%, like the way to be, the way to go wherever you're at. Even if you're somebody listening, you're like, no, I'm not fucked up. I'm good. Like, girl, you have those thoughts in your head that even you're not telling your husband, you're not telling your best friend and you just got to get them out. Well, and that's the thing. I think our culture is known therapy as something has to go wrong and then you take action versus like, I went to my therapist. I was like, I'm holding myself back. So I just need you to help me get past this. So nothing actually has to be wrong. Being proactive before something goes wrong actually allows us to manifest the life we want, but it's because we're taking action and we know we're worth it. Love that. I love, I love to see just like your transformation as a leader, as a business owner, as all this. And, and so I know you, you mentioned it and I was going to mention it regardless, but you know, being an honored Forbes 30 under 30, what did that, like, I know there must be some like along the way, you know, some, whether that's negative self-talk or ups and downs or like, I freaking got this, I'm conquering the world. But you know, what did that look like? And, and when you applied and when you went for it, you know, what were the feelings behind there for people who maybe you're listening, you're like, Forbes 30, 30, like I would never freaking do that, you know, but you might be going for something else that is like, umama going for this. So kind of just your feelings and your thoughts on when you decided to apply and go for that. Yeah. So I, if you look at my vision board, it's actually always been there for the past like two and a half years. And it was always something in the back of my mind, but I always had this like fraud mindset of like, Oh my God, I would never belong on this list with all these rich people. Like not going to be for me, but what I'm going to do is focus on the work, right? Like Mm -hmm. what is it to me that defines a Forbes 30 under 30 leader? It's someone that's successful. That's actually making an impact on their community. That's making a dent in the economy. And so then I thought about it. I was like, wait, that's, that's literally what I've been doing for the past four years. So my mindset first had to be get around this fraud mindset to think about what it is I've done to impact the community. So Mm -hmm. for anyone that's applying, just heads up, applications come out in September. You can be nominated or you can nominate yourself. 
And I remember seeing the application in 2019, thinking that's when I was just getting started with Sweatpack. And I didn't apply. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give myself one year to get really focused on the PR awards portion of this because I know I've already done the community work that needs to be aligned with this. But let me hit my revenue goals as well. So I spent that one year just focusing on my community and the work so that when it came time to the application, I was like, wait, I am totally ready for this. Like at this point, I'm not going to justify my success with getting it or not. I'm going to justify it by being able to see, oh, holy shit, look at how much I've done. But yeah. what actually happened when I ended up applying was, so you can, I nominated myself. Uh, most people get nominated, but I was like, I don't care. I am the biggest cheerleader for myself. I'm going to do this. Yes. But I went to go right in my application and I, it was like the day it was due and I'm writing out all my awards and stuff. And then I give it to my boyfriend to read. He's like, why are you downplaying yourself? Like you are not hyping yourself up enough. So then he ended up rewriting it. I wrote it in third person and then he rewrote it. So the whole process is just a great way of understanding that your worth is defined by your values and how you execute on them how people see you, how people feel with your work. So the whole application is around kind of around awards that you've been recognized for. It's around your impact and it's around your finances. Mm -hmm. The finance part is where I was like, oh shit, they're going to find out. Like I'm not a millionaire yet. So I had to get around that and understand how much revenue I've actually made for all these big companies like Nike, Under Armour, Lululemon, and just the impact on the community. I don't know if that answered the question, but yeah. the whole thing I get really shy about talking about, it's like a cool like thing in my head that I checked off, but getting that award was never for personally for me. It yeah. was a way of getting my platform out there more. And one thing I said in my application was that I'm not doing this just for me. I'm doing this for other brown women to see that you can lead in fitness, you can lead in technology, and that if I can do it and vulnerable about everything, then you can do it too. Yes. And I think again, like that, everything you just said goes with like the whole detaching yourself from the result, doing the work, being intentional about taking the action. And at the end of the day, like what's going to happen is going to happen. But as long as like, it's silly to be obsessed with the result or the end goal or like, oh my gosh, if I start this thing, will I be successful? Well, Will you be successful is irrelevant because you gotta focus on the work that you gotta do to even get there anyway. And and the work is pretty much, I like to say like 99% of the journey anyway. It's the fulfillment, it's the energy, it's the growth. And it sounds like that's what it was for you. That's 2019 years, you know, when you decided like, well, I'm gonna go full on in this. I mean, you've been full on in this, but you know what I mean. And I just feel like you've grown so much in that year, and that's just so cool to hear. So thank you. Thank you for that. But yeah, definitely everyone should apply because you never know. And if you want to have a platform, it's kind of like a sorority or fraternity. It's not just about being on a list. So it opens up investors, employers, so many opportunities. So definitely do it. Oh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, wow. I literally just feel like we've been just vibing off each other and I don't know where the time has gone, but I just have loved this combo. Okay. The last things I always ask everybody, and I'm actually just whipping this at you. So guys, like she is just coming on hot. No anticipation of these questions I'm going to ask. 
First one is, I always ask everybody, what's your hard no and your hell yes? So this can be life, it can be business, it can be fitness, it can be whatever you want, but just like a hard no, never do this. And then a hell yes, freaking do this now, do this today, go after this podcast and go do this. <laughs> oh, this is hard. Uh, hell yes for me is anything that I can do with my friends in a learning mindset. So like conferences or workshops, networking events, that's a hell yes for me because yeah. I get the best of everything. A hell no for me, people that gossip, like if I know that's like in your personality, I'm, I just like don't even want to be in that environment, no matter how fun or free it is. Oh gosh, preach. Yes. I love that so much. I vibe with both of those things. And then the very, very last thing to just guys show, we're all freaking human and we all have embarrassing moments and things. Oh <laughs> And things in our journeys that, you know, we look back on and, and maybe in the moment it was like horrifying, but now you can look back and laugh at it. You can think of anything to share with us. We'd love to hear an embarrassing story or, or a moment that you're just like cringe, but you got through it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So while I was gym hopping, I was in this like super badass gold gym in Baltimore. Definitely recommend it, but I didn't warm up and I was like, I'm just going to go squat the heaviest weight and look like a badass. I'm like the only chick in this gym. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to go for it and PR here. Holy, that was so bad. I broke, I actually like broke one of my discs at the bottom of my squat. Thankfully I was able to get that weight up, but then I fell to the ground. All these jacked ass bodybuilders coming in. Like who is this little girl in here? Guys, here's some visual. Mama's like, you're like four. Five. I'm five feet. That's where it took a long time, <laughs> but still, oh my God. I mean, I'm very strong, but sometimes I let my, I have a Napoleon complex where I'm very short and small. So I try to be very powerful and loud and dear God, that taught me you need to warm up mobility for life and don't do something to show off for other people. Uh, it's a very good lesson learned. Definitely don't do it in a badass bodybuilding gym. <laughs> I love that. I feel like I have definitely had moments like that. And it's so funny looking back on, cause in the moment you're like, oh my God, get me out of here. <laughs> but so I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, Umama, thank you so much for your time. And I'm just going to ask you, I know we said it before, but where can we find you besides Instagram? Are you anywhere else? Where can people go if they're like, whoa, I vibe with this chick. I need her to be one of my five people. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, if you're looking for business content, LinkedIn me, I love LinkedIn. Instagram is definitely where I live. And then occasional TikTok videos. So come hop on and hang out with me. Love it. And you're small and strong dot fit on all of those, I guess. Uh, yes. And Mama Kibria on LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. Got it. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us today, guys. Go check her out. Go hype her up. Shoot her a DM. Let her know that you listened to this and you loved it. And tag us in your Instagram stories. Let us know. Share this with a friend. Do all the things, guys. I don't know. I'm new at this and do all no, the things. You're crushing little... it. Dude, <laughs> seriously, I'm so proud of you. Like, Aww. it's a full circle. It's amazing to be here and seeing you continue to grow and impact us. Oh, I love you lots, girl. Thank you so, so much. And we will see you later. Bye. <laughs> that is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. 
And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? <laughs> don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fit like fit me on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area. <laughs>